Welcome to the Beyond Macros podcast, a show where we teach you about nutrition and the art of working in so you can get the most out of working out. This episode is brought to you by us, Beyond Macros, a nutrition coaching company that helps clients create sustainable transformations through habit changes rather than restrictive dieting. If you want to learn how to calculate and count your macros to get leaner, stronger, and perform better, just go to beyondmacros.com and sign up for our macro counting mini course. An interesting thing I've noticed about Beyond Macros clients is that almost none come to us with a primary goal of muscle gain. Interestingly, nobody's primary goal in the recent group program launch was muscle gain. People want to get leaner and perform better. Gaining muscle is usually just a welcome side effect and often secondary to wanting to see improved performance. It's so funny because, you know, the longer I've been on this side of it is, is you know, and I guess I'm not in the bodybuilding world anymore, but you don't, I don't get a whole lot of people coming to me saying, hey, you know, I just want to bulk up. You know, the old the old school guys used to, this is, you know, my off season, I want to put on mass, um, you know, and it'd be like, all right, well, you do four sets of eight and, you know, rest 90 seconds, 65 or 70% and, you know, there you go. One problem that I see when people pursue performance or even muscle gain in addition to taking group class is that they pile on more training and recovery never scales up to match that training. That's why today's episode goes into how to add programming on top of group class to improve performance and gain muscle without injury risk. And also how you can take a page out of competitors books for how to approach recovery without committing tons of extra time. For this episode, I had the opportunity to interview Tom Reaney, the owner of Black Flag Athletics. Black Flag has diehard members and coaches who amplify the Black Flag message so loud I can hear it all the way in Australia. And they're in Cleveland, Ohio. I've had the chance to coach a number of his coaches and members, and they all have such a solid mindset from their time at Black Flag. And that solid foundation has made them very successful clients. Right off the bat in this interview, Tom showed me why he gets such great results out of his coaches and clients. You know, one of the things that I tell my competitive athletes or anybody who wants to do more work, the first thing I ask him is, what's your sleeping like? What's your nutrition like? Um, because if those two things aren't on point, doing extra work is only going to continue to add inflammation and increase cortisol and cause, you know, just cause a long-term inflammation that's no good for anybody. And eventually we'll, we'll, we'll stop training or get hurt. Sound familiar? Don't overlook it. The importance of recovery is real and there is no secret supplement or piece of equipment that will fix a broken foundation. Sleep and nutrition are the main pillars of the recovery foundation, but being smart about your exercise also plays a huge role. Tom has some advice for how to approach adding assistance work to your normal CrossFit schedule without getting injured or overtraining. I think that you're doing a huge disservice to yourself if you're trying to do uh, uh, any style of extra program, design program, I guess, um, or template program if, if you're in a CrossFit setting because there's just no way to create enough balance and recovery, you know, unless you can see programming a week out or two weeks out where you can kind of pick and choose, all right, this is what I need to do here so I have enough recovery in between when I'm doing it again or a similar movement again. One of the easiest things that we've done understanding that, you know, a big aspect of pressing and pulling is, you know, your triceps and your biceps. And although I know in the cross world kind of isolation work is null and void and people don't think it has any benefit, um, you know, we'll simply, you know, if we're, if it's a lot of handstand pushups, we'll, we'll do tricep work. Um, understanding that triceps play a big role in a press. 
Uh, and same same thing with the pull-up. We have a heavy pull-up day. We'll just have curls or reverse curls or the types of things that are going to enhance pull-ups next time you know you come down the road. But to think you can add a, a 20 rep back squat cycle in, in a traditional CrossFit setting, it is, it is very difficult to do without some type of detrimental effect. The solution to this issue for Tom is that it's the responsibility of the gym to provide that extra work. And this is something that has been implemented in his group class and competitors programs. And then we always finish off with some bonus work, which is post-class work, which a lot of places do. Um, but our, our, you know, our work is always secondary to whatever our strength was. So it's whatever the work is we did, it's always going to benefit that um, as opposed to just kind of randomly doing something. So a perfect example would be uh, if it's a squat day, say if we're, if we're squatting, um, then we'll do some, some posterior chain work and some hamstring work, um, you know, after class. Um, and we'll either do, and generally, if so we try to squat two days a week or try to do some type of load in the lower body two days a week, whether one day it's a, say back squat and then another day it's a Bulgarian split. Um, we'll always do things, um, you know, bilateral and unilaterally. So, you know, we'll do things on two legs and then on one leg. Um, but we will we'll complement it, say with reverse hyper and glute ham raise, um, or a good morning or something along those lines. This is a great solution to a very real problem. Tom talks about an example that I've been guilty of way too many GHD sit-ups when I was a novice CrossFitter. People always want to do extra work. Again, we're supposed to be professionals, so we want to be able to control that in a way that's going to be beneficial to those people instead of letting them kind of say, well, hey, I really like doing GHD sit-ups because that's how the whole thing started. I would see people do GHD sit-ups every day after class and I'm going, this isn't good. Um, you know, not that there's anything wrong with the GHD sit-ups, we do it on a daily basis after, you know, whatever we're doing in class. So it was a way for us to say, hey, here's some extra work for you guys, and, and we, can, we can dictate what the work is going to be. It doesn't have a negative impact on the next class session or, you know, three days down the road. If you want to add a program to your CrossFit class, your best bet is to have a coach from your gym also program your assistance work. This way, the movements aren't redundant and you don't overtrain. If you can't shell out to have a coach program for you, or you have the ability to adjust your training on your own, Tom says to keep it simple. Just add a few extra sets of work after class based on the movements you did. He has also found benefits to strength and muscle gain using a technique called occlusion training. You know, one of the easiest ways to do it, and there's just new emerging research out, we've been playing around a little, little bit with it, um, is just blood, blood, blood restriction training, um, where, you know, we will section off a part of the body, whether it's an arm or a leg with, you know, it's, it's anything as simple as like a knee wrap, um, or a voodoo band, something like that. And we'll have them do some high rep work at lightweight and it, it's really seems to work well for them. And it's nice because there's not a whole lot of demand on the nervous system when you do stuff like that. So it shouldn't, it's going to cause a little bit of muscle soreness, but we haven't had a whole lot of issues with it. And what's nice about it is, is it's easy um, again, there's not a whole lot of demand on the nervous system. So the recovery is still well. As a matter of fact, it enhances recovery a little bit. Um, and it seems to work well for us. Improved muscle mass and strength through a method that also improves recovery instead of adding more stress to the system sounds good to me. Here's how Tom approaches it. So I would say almost like a drop set in nature, but you're going to, you're going to go to 
I won't say momentary muscular failure, like the old school, um, you know, hit stuff, you know, the Dorian Yates style stuff, but you're going to go right on that threshold. So you're going to get two reps shy of that, that muscular failure. So we're probably looking like I would do like, you know, a set of 30 reps and then try and get a set of 20 reps after a short break, 30, 45 second rest. And maybe over the course of three or four sets, work down to about 10 repetitions. Um, the other thing too, that's really important is to make sure that you don't take the band off, right? So the benefits come from, you know, segmenting off that body part that you're doing the work in and, you know, taking out some of the, the, the um, the venous blood flow, blood flow there. I'm um, going to make sure it stays pulled in there while, you, while you're doing the work and even while you're doing the, you know, sitting there uh, during your rest periods. And of course, now that we've talked about training, it's time to give equal treatment to recovery. The idea of rest and recovery is part of their training cycle. The idea that more is not better. Um, we need to have quality training sessions, not quantity of training sessions. You know, those are all things that it's hard for a CrossFit athlete to understand. You know, to understand the idea of recovery is just as important. Recovery starts with the right mindset. And for Tom, the first step in dialing in mindset is to develop a strong understanding of your why. A lot of these athletes, they understand they're not going to the CrossFit games. So then it becomes a matter of, you know, them understanding why they're putting themselves through this, (laughs) Uh, for lack of a better way of saying it. And they need to have a good foundation and, and a good understanding of why, you know, they're four minutes into a 12 minute Metcon and things are really hurting why they're going to keep moving forward with it. Um, and I think a big part of understanding that is being able to reflect on it uh, to, to create a, a better understanding of it. And from here, there can still be some hurdles to getting into the right mindset as an athlete. It's hard because I guess with a lot of these people here, they just, they never had to work on that type of stuff. You know, you get a lot of people that may not have been, you know, I think people who were competitive athletes growing up that played sports, they sort of get the mindset of it. But, you know, you get a lot of people that don't have a big competitive athletic background. And so they, they have a hard time kind of being like, well, do I really need to meditate? Do I really need to reflect on the work? Do I really need to keep a journal? Um, and I'm like, yeah, you do. And they're like, and so they have a hard time with that. So it's kind of creating balance within that structure with the athlete where you can come at them a way that's not going to turn them off. Some of the tactical ways that Tom injects recovery into his competitor's program includes yoga, meditation, and journaling. Another cool thing is giving the competitors the opportunity to jump in with class and experience the community aspect of CrossFit, which is huge for performance and mindset. Generally, Fridays are my days for for my uh, competitors to jump into regular classes and be part of the community because it's it's a huge aspect of what we do here. Uh, And they they really enjoy it. But yeah, so I work with the the class programmer and we kind of program around to make it a point. Generally, Thursday is an active recovery day. I I like to force, uh, force... Lovingly, lovingly ask my competitors to, to go into, um, they do yoga on Thursdays and then, uh, and then they'll have a double on Friday, but their main session will be with the classes. So, cause I, it's, I think it's really, really important to the community, uh, that, that we're all together. I mean, it build, builds a community atmosphere. Like uh, it's tough to, to segment one population from the rest of the group. Force might be a strong word. But it seems appropriate given the more is better mindset that people can take on when they have an aggressive goal in mind. But Tom is also realistic in the sense that he doesn't expect his members and competitors to just sit around on their recovery days either. The one thing I don't want them to do is sit on their butts all day and watch TV and eat coffee. Yeah, I just want them to get out and, and do something they enjoy, whether it's getting outside and going for a walk. I, you know, I, I personally am a big fan of yoga. I think there's tremendous restorative benefits. Obviously, there's tremendous 
flexibility and mobility benefits, but that to me, there's, there's tremendous mental benefits to, to it as well. I think the one thing that a lot of athletes suffer from is physically they're able to do some amazing things. Mentally, they don't have the capability to go there because they're just closed minded. And when it, when it gets to that point, but, um, no, you know, for recovery, I just expect people to get out of the gym and enjoy themselves. We do offer, you know, a cardio class and some stuff like that. But, but I really encourage athletes to get out and, you know, and when I say athletes, I mean, I mean, everybody at the gym, we refer to everybody here as an athlete, but yeah. So, you know, to get out of the gym, do something they enjoy, just stay active. Tom's requirements for meditation are also highly practical for someone looking to improve performance, but that has a job, kids and other responsibilities taking up most of their time. But with my competitors, you know, I, I expect them to meditate for a minimum of 10 minutes a day. Um, you know, for, for a lot of these people's, you know, they, they love CrossFit, but they are also working professionals. So, again, going back to the idea of creating balance, I expect them to sit down for 10 minutes, a minimum of 10 minutes a day to, to kind of just find themselves and to create some peace within their own, their own mind and body before they get up to work. And then when they come in to train, um, you know, I expect them to take five minutes before they train. For me, from my perspective, it's for them to kind of clear their mind a little bit and say, all right, whatever, pardon my language, whatever bullshit they have going on outside the gym, they need to cut that off. And now they need to focus on the hour or 90 minutes they have to train. It's no different than any other sport. I mean, your mindset is, is, a, is a huge aspect of your success. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Beyond Macros podcast. You can follow Tom on Instagram at blackflag underscore athletics and at Tom underscore Rini. That's R-I-N-I. If you happen to be in the Avon, Ohio area, definitely drop in for a great class experience and to use their reverse hyper and whole body vibration plate. If you enjoyed this episode of the Beyond Macros podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and make sure that you subscribe to the show. Next week, I have an amazing story to share to get you fired up for the CrossFit Open. This story comes from one of my longtime clients, Nate Long, who has gone from a professional gamer living in his mom's basement to hopefully a CrossFit gamer, and he's already one of the fittest humans I've had the pleasure to work with. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next week.